This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to celebrityqb.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender, and it is Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, we got NFL action coming up and quite a bit to talk about for uh, college football yesterday. So I probably won't be able to get that, to that until later today in a separate podcast, uh, just because uh, we, we got a lot to cover for the NFL Week 10 coming up, and it's a doozy because uh, we've got couple more teams on by and big news just because of what's been happening around the league for those of you who did not hear uh ezekiel elliott is still suspended by the league for six games so you've got a whole mess of people uh trying to uh, make up for uh the lack of uh rushing in the cowboys attack so uh, you're you're gonna be seeing quite a bit of uh folks from uh the likes of uh, Darren McFadden to Alfred Morris and my dark horse, Rod Smith. So uh, you got a big mix of people of who's actually going to be the hot hand uh, for the Cowboys going forward. And from all accounts, it looks like it's uh, going to be a play it by ear situation. So if that's the case uh, at Atlanta, uh, I, I kind of look at this and just say it's anybody's role. So basically... Uh, Zeke looks like he's not going to be available because the best case scenario for the Cowboys is Zeke gets his expedited appeal and it gets uh, reinstated uh, uh, by December 1st. So he misses the Thanksgiving game. At, I mean, at that point, you're, you're, you're looking at a slate where maybe uh, he's back for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, at the start of the fantasy playoffs rather than week 16 against the Seahawks, which would be the championship game. So if you're a Zeke owner like me, I mean, honestly, you should have been preparing for this uh, scenario regardless and just having running back options up the wazoo. But uh, worst case, uh, you know, if you're still struggling and you're a Zeke owner, you should have grabbed Rod Smith or uh, McFadden or Alfred Morris ahead of time uh, Rod Smith is still available in the vast majority of leagues, so I would go down that route. Uh, but uh, yeah, in terms in terms of the fantasy impact, obviously you're losing an RB one. But you know, this was always the scenario of yeah, potentially that Zeke would get suspended. It just that uh, you know you had the benefit of 
getting the games in early so that you're in a good position to make the playoffs. If you had Zeke and you weren't in a good position to make the playoffs now, then you're really kind of up against the wall here because uh, you're, you're going to be down uh, uh, number one pick uh, for uh, the rest of the se- season. If uh, you're not in a solid playoff spot now, yeah, you're you're in a tight spot. But the uh, vast majority of folks who did have Zeke, uh, you're either in the top three of your league and comfortably in a potential playoff spot, so you're just kind of coasting to see if you can get a buy or not and uh, make life easier for yourself. So uh, that's the immediate news right now. So in terms of other teams that are drastically impacted, you've got the Mike Evans owners. I mean, this was pure idiocy last week. I mean, for those of you who did not see the disturbing video, Jameis Winston had a pregame speech that he called eating a W which was basically him licking his fingers and then trying to high-five his teammates. So literally, if you, if you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. He's putting his fingers in a W formation and telling his teammates, let's go eat a W. Uh, and basically just being completely disgusting. Uh, so there's like a perfect caption of the Sean Jackson space where people were actually saying, it's like, maybe I should have gone to Philly after all. Because, I mean, that team's just a complete and utter mess. Uh, Winston, uh, I was warning people against this because of the shoulder. Again, was ineffective against uh, the Saints. And worse, he starts a fight with a Saints player. Then Mike Evans feels the need to defend his quarterback. But then, by defend, like he 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 thought the best way to defend his quarterback was to sucker punch, <laughs> well well not sucker punch but jump a guy from behind, uh, like <laughs> like a guy that he's got five, uh, like at least three inches on and forty pounds, and he decides to jump on the guy's back. It, it was the most idiotic thing. And so Mike Evans and I'm a Mike Evans owner. He had to get suspended. There, there's there's no there's no way of. Uh, like uh, just being nice about it, you you, ha- you had to suspend him. I mean, uh, forget it. Uh, but the, the 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 biggest thing is the fact that uh, you know, uh, Mike Evans had to get suspended. Uh, you can't have guys to try to start fights. Uh, although AJ Green somehow avoids a suspension for a UFC, uh, he, he goes for a rear naked choke on Jalen Ramsey of the Jaguars. And throws punches at Ramsey and somehow avoids the suspension. It makes no sense. Although nothing in the NFL makes any sense because uh, I, I literally just saw on Thursday night a catch and fumble get overturned as an incomplete pass when the guy literally had five steps in after he made the catch and then fumbled. I... I, I I mean, literally, Andre Ellington so clearly fumbled that football. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't have time. I, I don't have time to delve into the joke of the NFL's definition of a catch rule right now. I should just stick to the fantasy and get to the DFS. So I'll, I'll leave that for another talking point. But anyway, getting back to what I was talking about. Uh, so you get a lot of this, uh, disparity. So, if you're an AJ Green owner, you dodge a huge bullet. 
because he should have been suspended. There's no question about that. Uh, so we're, we're going to get into that from a DFS perspective because uh, I'm looking at the Bengals uh, with A.J. Green and Andy Dalton as uh, potential pairings. So uh, we'll, we'll get into that. And uh, we're, we're going to also look at the potential uh, waiver wire pickups uh, that you could consider uh, if you're desperate to make some moves uh, with your fantasy lineups, uh, just uh, given uh, given some of the uh, the bust potential here. So, a couple of guys that could be uh, a flex uh, option that I would say you can take a decent uh, like a dart throw at. Uh, and you hope that it's a it's a place a play you can go with. Uh, one, I'll say uh, Kendall Wright uh, on the the Bears again. This this is like a, when you're doing a dart throw and you're you're looking for a roster fill out spot. Here's the thing: uh, the Packers secondary is a dumpster fire. So you're looking at it from perspective of okay, I need to fill out a roster spot, and I really don't have anyone. Kendall Wright's an option you can go to because he's in going to be in the slot uh, formation for the Bears. Yes, Mitchell Trubisky is a rookie, but uh, he's the most targeted wide receiver uh, uh, with the Bears. So he's going to get at least, uh, if you cash, uh, he's not going to be one of my picks for tournament plays. But, I mean, if you're doing season long and you're up against it in terms of people you can pick up, uh, that's someone you can look at. Another guy you can look at is Rex Burkhead on New England. Yes, Denver's uh, defense is formidable, but here's the thing. Brock Osweiler sucks. So uh, even with uh, the Denver offense maybe moving the ball a little bit better than they did last week, which I'm not sold on, you got Emmanuel Sanders who's banged up. Uh, You know, the Denver offense is not going to be doing all that much against New England's poorest defense. So I still look at the, it's up to the Pats office to get things going. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, Amendola's been banged up. Chris Hogan's going to miss the game. So Burkhead's going to see snaps in the slot. So to me, that looks like an easy uh, play of th- check downs underneath, and that's how they move the ball. Because uh, Brandon Cooks, I'm expecting to get locked down by the no-fly zone defense. And, you know, uh, so it, this is going to be kind of a, a game where, Okay, you're looking at Burkhead, you're looking at uh, Deion Lewis, you're looking at James White. A couple of these backs are going to get some touches, but uh, chances are uh, James White and uh, Deion Lewis are already owned in leagues. Burkhead is probably on uh, waiver. So, like I said, if you're looking for someone to pick up last minute, that's another option to, to kind of go for it. Uh, you know, a guy that's probably owned or, you know, may have been... A- Anger dropped uh, recently is uh, Martavis Bryant. I mean, again, this is a dark throw. But here's the thing. The Colts are going to be without their uh, top players in the secondary. Uh, So with the Steelers offense being as it is, uh, Juju Smith is already owned. AB is going to be owned. Bell is going to be owned. From a DFS standpoint, you know, all those plays are better options than Bryant. But, hey, in a season-long format, when you're desperate to get a plug-and-play option, yeah, you could do worse. And then, finally, uh, another guy I would look at would be Wayne Gallman. Because, listen, 
a lot of people are saying that uh, uh, Orleans Darkwa is the guy for the Giants. Here's the thing: you can't trust anything Bob McAdoo does. I mean, not, I said I said Bob McAdoo. I meant Ben McAdoo. Thing in basketball, but anyway, uh, it, it, the the Giants are such a collective mess at this point. You don't know what the offense is going to do. You damn sure don't know if the defense is going to show up. I actually think the, the Four Niners are actually going to win the game uh, because uh, it seems like the Giants are in the season of giving uh, this year, so uh, they're giving it uh, wins to just about everyone. Uh, I would look at Do- uh, Gallman as a potential play because at this point. The, Giants got to see what they have on their hands for next year. We, we're, we're almost guaranteed not to have uh, Jerry Reese or uh, Ben McAdoo back next year, but you got to see uh, a talent evaluate the squad. Now, that does not mean Eli's going anywhere because Archie will basically forbid it with the Mara family. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I think you're in a situation where you're going to see a couple of uh, – Different uh, scenarios uh, play out here with the Giants. I think Goldman getting more playing time down the stretch is one of them. So I actually kind of like Goldman as a potential uh, uh, dark horse here that gets uh, uh, some uh, uh, targets and the carries uh, uh, today against the 49ers defense that uh, really can't stop anyone. So uh, kind of moving on, uh, we're going to get into uh, the DFS uh, plays of uh the week now i'm gonna break this up because again kind of depends on which dfs site you're going off of uh because uh, they they all have their different valuation systems of uh how things go down so uh you know from a FanDuel perspective FanDuel doesn't have a flex spot so you, you you're gonna have uh nine players including a kicker and a defense. Uh, so nine players, the scoring format's a little bit different because it's half PPR. Uh, so again, dollar amounts start uh, differentiating themselves too. So uh, that's where you start seeing the separation between the different scoring websites because uh, then you have to start doing valuations as to who makes the most sense. Uh, in terms of FanDuel, the pricing actually made more sense to kind of go down the route of load up on your running backs because the price valuations of them going high versus uh, versus DraftKings it, it just worked out better that way because uh, uh, part of, part of the issue is that uh, the the cost valuation of uh, of uh, the running backs uh, uh, just. See, they just seem to be that much higher on DraftKings, so it's much harder to load up on uh, on running backs in DraftKings versus FanDuel. So the way I actually set up my uh, FanDuel lineups ended up being different than uh, uh, what the what the scenario was uh, for uh, DraftKings this week. So on uh, FanDuel, uh, basically I've got the number one and number three uh, backs. Uh, in my lineup, so uh, basically, number one, Le'Veon against the, the Colts uh, defense, which is terrible, and then I got Lashawn McCoy uh, going up a, against uh, New Orleans. Uh, now the Saints defense has been better, but it is still not a good defense. So uh, I, I've got the uh, I've got Bell and Shady uh, uh, as my running back pair on Fanduel. Uh, this applies for 
the cash game lineups. Uh, I'll get a second. Uh, the uh, uh, rest of the lineup, uh, I'm playing Matt Stafford against the Browns just because the Browns are that terrible that, you know, I'm not sure who's going to get the looks from the Lions passing, uh, passing core, but, you know, I'm not necessarily going to harp on uh, exactly how it gets distributed. I, I just think it's uh, it's going to uh, eventually play out well enough where I'm, I'm going to get my points regardless from Stafford. So uh, Stafford should get me uh, in the range of uh, 20 to 22 points. That's really what you're kind of looking for uh, at this at this stage. Uh, you're just looking to get a consistent base out of your QB play. So I'm willing to pay up for Stafford because I, I think he's pretty much a lock. Uh, and if he goes higher than that, beautiful. But if not, uh, I've already set myself at a good pace for cash game lineups. Uh, the My number one wide receiver is going to be Antonio Brown. Again, for the same reasons I outlined before, Colts missing people in their secondary. Not a very good defense to begin with. I think the Steelers moved the ball uh, pretty well on them. Uh, and it, it works out uh, in my favor there. Wide receiver two is actually going to be a name that you have not heard of much this year, just because he's been he he's been the odd man out, and that's Adam Humphreys in Tampa Bay. Mike Evans is suspended, so uh, like I said, if you if you're looking at it from a seasonal perspective, uh, yeah, you could actually throw in Adam. Uh, Adam Humphreys, I've already seen him picked up in other leagues, but if there's a possibility that Adam Humphreys is available in your league, yeah, you grab him because he's the number two receiver now that Evans is out. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is going to get looks from Ryan Fitzpatrick, but Humphreys is a decent enough receiver where he's going to find his space to actually be able to operate. So I actually like Humphreys putting up numbers here today. Uh, They got him projected at just over seven points in the a fan duel with the half point PPR system. I actually think he's going to be higher than that. Uh, and I also think he has a touchdown potential against the Jets. I, 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 I like Fitzpatrick uh, today against the Jets, but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Then my third wide receiver, this one, uh, not necessarily the safest play, but I actually think uh, given the situation in Dallas, uh, Dez is going to get double teamed uh, because people are going to be looking at him. Uh, I look at Terrence Williams as a guy that should be able to get decent looks because of the amount of focus that's going to be paid to uh, uh, Dez. So I actually like Terrence Williams in this spot uh, against Atlanta's uh, defense. It's not a stout defense. He should be able to uh, get decent enough looks. So uh, that uh, would be a, a decent enough play, in my opinion, uh, to kind of go through uh, on this one. And then uh, Kyle Rudolph uh, against the Redskins, uh, solid enough play. It's not the top uh, uh, top tier uh, tight end, but uh, Rudolph isn't uh, that much of a drop off, in my opinion, from Kelsey or Evan Ingram at this point. Uh, Rudolph, you know, it's going to be a touchdown dependent uh, on Case Keenum here, but you know, you could do a lot worse than. Uh, uh, Rudolph, so uh, we'll get to Ingram in a little bit. Uh, Boswell uh, for the Steelers. I expect the Steelers to put up a ton of points against the, the Colts today. So you should see a decent amount of uh, uh, action from Boswell. Uh, the Steelers shouldn't be going for two-point conversions as much as you've seen from them 
in the past. So, again, this should work out well. And then my number one defense, and I'm playing them in uh, my, all my FanDuel lineups. Uh, I'm, I may try to fade it, uh, but I, I just don't see the point in doing it, is Jags defense. Unless Blake Bortles, and it's a, I mean, it's a definite possibility that Blake Bortles screws this up. But the matchup with the Jags defense against the Chargers offense is a one that I think the Jags dominate. I do not like playing Melvin Gordon today. I got to play Melvin Gordon as my number one running back in leagues, but I do not like this matchup today. Uh, I think the Jags defensive line overwhelms the Chargers offensive line. I don't think Gordon has much of a hole to run through, and I think their linebackers can actually pass defend pretty well against Gordon. So uh, I, all things considered, I think this could be a very long day for Philip Rivers and company. I know they're coming off the bye. I just don't like this matchup at all. I, I think the Jags uh, cause uh, some havoc here and get a defensive touchdown today. So I really like the Jags today. It's just that you have to pay a premium to get them in your lineup. So uh, that's my cash game lineup. In terms of the tournament plays I have in mind, uh, uh, one involves uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, going up against the Jets. I mean, between Fitzpatrick and McCown, I think they played for over half the league uh, teams in their careers, which is truly sad if you think about it. Just the battle of journeyman QBs and, uh, you know, the amount of guys that are so incompetent at playing quarterback that these two are still playing at their age is ridiculous. But that's another story. So you got uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, Fitzmagic, uh, uh, Shady, uh, I'm still keeping the lineup. I'm going to keep Bell in the lineup as well for one of my tournament plays, as well as AB, just because I think it with the main slate, a ton of people are still going to be on uh, the Colts, uh, just picking on them. So uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to stay on uh, from that perspective. Uh, here's where I'm going to start differentiating, though, a bit. Uh, Marvin Jones, uh, you know, try to pick someone off of uh, – off of uh, the Lions, I think uh, he has a little bit more potential than uh, Golden Tate as a differential. I think more people will be on Tate regardless. So you try to break from the public that way. Uh, I still like uh, uh, Rudolph uh, just because it's a differential between Evan Ingram and uh, the Kelsey. Uh, well, not well, not Kelsey because Kelsey's off this week. But uh, 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 it's a differential between um, Ingram and Gronk. Uh, Prater, just because in uh, any event that you're still going to see a ton of points between uh, uh, Detroit and Pittsburgh, I, I like them. And again, my reasons for the Jags defense, I've already stated. Uh, the other differential would be for tournament play. You got Big Ben and the Steelers. So Big Ben as QB, uh, keep him shady. Got to uh, distance myself from. Uh, uh, Le'Veon by putting in Mark Ingram as my running back uh, just uh, will be an al- al- alternative play and then uh, you go with uh, A.B. Humphreys Sterling Shepard as a potential uh, dif- uh, differential with the Giants if they get behind the Niners defense stinks too uh, so uh, I think uh, Shepard could have a big game and Evan Ingram could have a big game I just think a ton of people are going to be on Evan Ingram uh, that's the thing uh, with tournament plays is that 
you try to avoid popular guys, but I mean, this is one of those weeks where I think the popular plays are the logical place. It's just, you're going to try to find a best way of uh, mitigating that from the standpoint of uh, maximizing your points. So uh, in terms of tournament plays, I mean, these, uh, these plays aren't that far cut against the grain. So it, it's, uh, it's not one where uh, you're, you're having a huge bust potential. Usually I try to do a little bit more bust potential for the higher, higher ceiling, but you know, this is just one of those weeks where it's just like the, the, the matchups to pick against, uh, are just that obvious. And I'll get into the DK lineup, uh, shortly just because there, uh, there's a, there's things that you can go up against as well. So, uh, looking at it right now, uh, from the DraftKings standpoint, uh, and I'm getting into it right now where from a tournament play, uh, the way I look at it is uh, you go with Stafford. Uh, Amir Abdullah is a play where there's so much bust potential, it's it reeks of everything. Uh, I don't like Abdullah, but he's cheap enough because uh, he's only four, uh, four grand. And, you, you know, you kind of gamble it that way because he doesn't catch passes. You need him to get TDs. He's not going to be that highly owned on DraftKings this week uh, just because they're cheaper options, one of them being Orly Darkwa on the Giants. But as I mentioned before, I like Goldman to get touches today. So that's why I'm off of Darkwa, even from a tournament play standpoint, because I think it's going to be too popular. Alvin Kamara is going to be popular because it's full point on DraftKings. So you get the benefit of that way. Uh, Antonio Brown's going to be popular. Then you you start looking at guys like, uh, again, Adam Humphreys, really cheap. Uh, you're going to get a, a potential of a big game out of him. Uh, I still think the ownership on him is going to be relatively on the lower end, uh, just because people don't know who the hell Adam Humphreys is unless you're uh, doing a deep dive into the NFL these days uh, and are just doing sharp analysis on the uh, uh, DFS uh, sports and uh, yeah, you recognize them. And then um, uh, Cameron Bray is another target. Uh, you know, it's it's a little bit risky because of uh, Fitzpatrick hasn't shown all that much rapport with Bray, uh, and that Bray's success has come with Jameis Winston. But the way I kind of look at it is that you know, again, I'm not necessarily going to be on the Gronk Evan Ingram train because of just how highly owned those guys are. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be avoiding him a bit. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, the third wide receiver, I don't think I mentioned, was Michael Thomas on the Saints. Uh, you know, it, it's it's one where there are so many different options that you're starting to try to differentiate yourself from everybody else. Uh, the other guy I'm looking at from a flex perspective this week on DraftKings is... Blau Powell, uh, just because Matt Forte's out, so you're you're gonna be looking at Blau Powell uh, to get a little bit more involved with the Jets' offense. So that gives you RB one status with a cheap price to boot. Uh, I think that's really hard to pass up, and I like it as a better play than uh, Darkwa because I just think there's too much volatility with the Giants. And then uh, from a standpoint of uh, uh, defense, I still like the Jags. Uh, 
uh, defense uh, kind of moving forward uh, on this just because I, I think the you could pick on the Chargers. Now, uh, in terms of the cash game lineups, the uh, cash game, uh, here's how I kind of broke it down. I, I was looking at it from the perspective of I want to maximize uh, a safe play versus a play that I think uh, would uh, get some volume. So uh, uh, Stafford, again, uh, I, I slot in this QB. Uh, I also have Alvin Kamara just because you're going to get touches. Powell's too cheap to pass up. A.J. Green's the number one wide receiver for me. I, I still think you're going to get uh, a burn there. Uh, I also have a lineup with Andy Dalton that I'll get to as well. That's my secondary cash game lineup. Uh, you're, uh, I'm still playing on Marvin Jones uh, with the Alliance just because I, I I think uh, Golden Tate's going to get uh, some more rotation coverage. Uh, so that should free up Jones. Evan Ingram, this uh, way you can pay up for him. And the flex, uh, I was able to fit in Jordan Howard with this lineup. Uh, you know, again, it's possible that the Bears could somehow fall behind to Green Bay if, you know, someone slipped on a banana peel and Green Bay hit a big play. But outside of that, I don't see the Packers moving the ball. So I think it's going to be kind of an ugly game. But Jordan Howard's going to get plenty of touches through the air and on the ground. Uh, to make it more than worthwhile to start him. And then Bears defense. I, I look at this as a cheap uh, cheap cash game play, but Brett Hundley still does not look remotely ready for the NFL yet, and I blame the Packers for this. It, you know, you've had years where Aaron Rodgers got hurt. If this was your best idea of protecting yourselves going forward, uh, you got a lot of work to do because, yes, the Packers have had a ton of injuries on defense, and uh, they lost Brian Belaga, their left tackle for the season as well. But, I mean, listen, that that team lives and dies by its quarterback. So if your best option is to call up Brett Hundley, who looks like a dearly in headlights more often than not, I mean, they got the garbage touchdown, uh, touchdown at the end because the Lions – essentially let up on it. Uh, I mean, I just don't have a whole lot of faith uh, uh, going forward uh, with uh, Green Bay's offense. If you have Green Bay offensive options like Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, which I do, I mean, the best case scenario is you got to trade those guys. I'm not sure how many people you're going to be able to trade them for at this stage. But you're just dealing with a losing hand. So, I mean, them's the break sometimes with fantasy. But uh, those, those guys just have wide receiver three potential at best at this stage until Brett Hundley can prove that he can throw the ball downfield. And I'm not convinced he can. So, uh, finally, the last uh, tournament play I'm going to throw out there today is actually uh, going to be the stack uh suggestion um for uh, dk uh so we're gonna go with the Bengals here so uh we've got uh andy dalton uh stack of aj green and tyler croft as the tight end uh so uh th- those two uh, those three are part of the stack then you're using uh gonna go with amir abdullah again this is uh a play for 
getting into the end zone because the Browns are terrible. If uh, the Lions decide to go with Dwayne Washington at the goal line, you're we're basically screwed. But again, this is a tournament play, so you're you're gonna try to be a little bit more adventurous. I I kept Abdul in the cash game because he's cheap enough that you can get away with it. But you know, for a tournament, I actually expect even lower ownership for uh, Abdullah than uh, than in the cash games, just because uh, folks are looking for high ceiling potential with Abdullah, and you know, it's a slim chance that he gets high ceiling today. But I, I look at it as it's a gamble enough because I'm loading up on wide receiver with this uh, stack. So uh, Abdullah's uh, running back one. Uh, well, actually, running back two. Running back one is actually, uh, well, actually, uh, uh, I should say running back three for Abdullah. But running back one is Carlos Hyde. Running back two is Alvin Kamara. Uh, the uh, wide receiver two would be Antonio Brown. So you've got AJ Green, Antonio Brown, and then I'm sticking in Humphreys just because. Yes, I'm very dependent on Adam Humphreys doing something today, but. When you're that cheap and you're the number two wide receiver, you kind of have to roll with that uh, as a potential possibility there. And then uh, I'm going with Vikings defense uh, just because of the takeaway potential involved with the Redskins. They got a ton of injuries, injuries on the offensive line. I think the Vikings can get at their cousins and cause some turnovers. Uh, you know, yes, they're on the road, but... You know, I kind of like the matchup for uh, the Vikings. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Redskins today in terms of a fantasy perspective. So uh, I'm going to roll with uh, the Vikings. Uh, but, uh, you know, a couple of things to keep your eye out for as uh, uh, the day goes along, uh, depending on uh, the time slots you sign up for free tournaments. Uh, if uh, you're seeing percentages low... Uh, for certain players, and you're seeing guys being revealed for later tonight, that means you're probably going to see a heavy dose of uh, Brady uh, Gronk stacks uh, at the end of the night with people just banking on the fact that even though Denver's defense is stout, uh, they're they're hoping on uh, uh, the Patriots just being able to put a put a number on them uh, like ha- like what happened last week with Denver because of the fact that uh, the Denver offense is so inept. So uh, that's all the time I have for now. I'm going to try to answer some uh, fancy questions and panic advice for uh, prospective owners uh, right now. So uh, take it easy, everyone, and uh, good luck today. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss 
Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll, I'll take Giselle, okay? <laughs> is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position.